Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Hey guys, welcome back to episode number three of Just the Headers. Oh, <laughs> you hear that radio voice I busted in with out of nowhere? Hold that on, was crazy. See if I could do a better radio voice. Hey guys, coming at you, K double Z Y T ninety seven point three two five. We go three decimal points into the spectrum to bring you the hottest headline news in the crypto industry today. But today being Friday. May 11th, uh, we're not going to give you any news from today. We're going give- <laughs> <laughs> to. You're so good at that. I don't even like, I don't even think I could do that. I listen to a lot of hip hop radio. You practice when I was a kid. Mirror, like like yeah. with a radio voice. No. OK. Yeah. Today we're going to be listening. We're going to be giving you the news from the prior weekend, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Any news you hear today is zero confirmation news. All right. Let's get into the news. This is just the headers show brought to you by. And then there's always somebody to like like point and talk to you like, hey, what's going on, Jeff? Like, what's going on with the news today? Like, all right. like the weatherman. Yeah. All right. So, guys, this is just the headers. Uh, we're going to talk about headline news and crypto. Uh, just like last week, we want to let you guys know. There's a database where you can find all these articles. There were over 300 this week, so like it was a popping ass week. Um, but we're only going to give you three from each day. So three out of 300 is like what? One one hundredth? So mm-hmm. that's 1% of the news we're giving you. And that's how much news is coming from crypto. So whenever your friends or your friends of friends or your weird aunt is like, not your weird aunt. I shouldn't say weird aunt because that's stereotypical. Some people's aunts are really cool. I have a fucking awesome aunt. But whenever people are like, how do you just fall into cryptocurrency? What could possibly happen? You say there's 300 news articles a week. And that's not even all the news. Read. That's how you do. That's that's, that's That's how you respond to that. Very aggressive. Or you tell her, hey, there's this cool podcast led by these two really cool guys. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have to read the news anymore. You can listen, yeah. just like old times. Mima, like. <laughs> yeah. I've been practicing my non-regional diction. Here we go. Or you could be paying attention to just the headers on the Bitcoin podcast, where we give you all the best news. And speaking of the best news, let's talk about news from the weekend being uh may 6th i think let me look at this calendar <laughs> yeah yeah sixth is sunday may, so fifth. sorry may 5th saturday we've got an article here and the headline reads i hope you're tracking me i'm building up suspense hope you're on the edge of your car seat <laughs> car seat <laughs> Or are they like Don't children? Don't get on the edge of your car seat, actually, because it's dangerous if you get an accident. The air, the air, uh, what's it called? The thing that puffs out of the 
the, the airbag the airbag could decapitate you that is fact <laughs> get back into your seat okay so coin desk code is law but it's not the only law for blockchains it's got a picture of a of a gavel uh, I think it's called a gavel, that wooden hammer that judges use that I wish I had that I could use in so many instances. Like, can you imagine being at a restaurant with a gavel and you're like, waiter, tap, 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 waiter, bring me wow. my fucking bread and oil dip. Only you would think of doing something like that. Everybody else would be like, that's something that one guy, that <laughs> asshole would do. Yeah, look at that douche over there. Who brings a gavel to an Italian restaurant? Okay, so this article is written by Primavera de Filippi, which is an amazing fucking name. Uh, came out Saturday. Let's let's dive into it. Uh, oh no, wait. My style. I read the headlines and then yeah, we read the headline, the author, and then shares, and then we move on to the next yeah, one. We move on to the next one. So uh, the next article is. Let's take a look here. See what's going on. News.bitcoin.com. Whoa, this is a strange imagery here. It's a dude at a pie-eating contest. I think I get it now. Uh, this is Sierra Kelso, our favorite Kelso. No relation to the guy from that 70s show. 9,566 uh, eyes have been on this. J.P. Morgan Chase eats humble pie. Oh, I get it now. Applies for blockchain patent. Um, that's a bit of a loaded headline, but uh, we'll keep it moving. We'll come back. And last headline on, on this one happened on Sunday. This previous Sunday. You listened to this on Friday, the previous Sunday. <laughs> Excuse me. The next generation of crypto exchanges has one big missing piece. Man, they're getting pretty melodramatic with this stuff. Like, damn. I almost have to click this now. Um, so Ian Wilson wrote this. And I'm just going to go from the bottom back to the top. Let's talk about this article here. So XYO, the amazing new coin, surprising everyone. That is an ad. I That's an ad, guys. yeah. I <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. That was an ad. I should be using bat or ad blocker, but I'm not. That's a well-placed ad, though. You have that to admit. That was such a solid ad. I was like, I guess I'm reading about XYO now. Wait, I'm not. <laughs> okay. 2018 could end up being a banner year for much-hyped cryptocurrency creation. Heralded as a way to put true custody back into the hands of traders, decentralized exchanges have moved out of research and development. It just says R&D, but I know what that means. Phase and are enrolling early adopters. But before users can start rejoicing... There's a serious chicken and egg problem. Uh, pause. Um, I just want to solve this for everyone. The fucking egg came first. The egg came way before the chicken. That's <laughs> just science. Like, I can't believe that's an argument. It maybe could have been an argument when people were stupid. But the egg was a thing. Reptiles laid eggs. These animals laid eggs. And then a chicken came from it. And I know what you're going to say in your head. You're going to like, D, but what about the chicken that laid the egg to make it a chicken egg? And I would say to you, that's not what the problem is. The problem is what comes first, the chicken or the egg? And the egg came fucking first. <laughs> All right. 
Now let's get back to the article. But before users can start rejoicing, there's a serious chicken and egg problem. God damn it. I can't even read that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's – all right. I'm not even going to – I'm not going to – one that entrepreneurs believe is preventing the model from challenging the Coinbases and Krakens of the world. No one could challenge Coinbase or properly release the Kraken. In short, you need liquidity to get adoption, yet in order to get adoption, liquidity must be good. So, um, yeah. I mean, is that a thing? Is it not a thing? We, we, we think it is. You need, a <laughs> lot of, you need a huge order book for people to think like, oh, there's a market there. Uh, or you need a market there to have a huge order book. It's just crazy. A market is always an emergent property of a thing having value that you can't really discern. And if somebody could define the exact moment in which a thing that has value gains a market, then I'm pretty sure they would get like a Nobel Prize. There's got to be some math out there trying to figure that out. But I mean, Lil Tay, right? They figured it out. Are you talking about Lil Tay from Instagram? Yeah. Oh, my God. Why did you remind me of that? <laughs> Instagram always reminds me why I deleted it. That's, I mean, she's not even on Instagram. She's on everything. I just, I I just feel like the more ridiculous you are, like, like when you push the envelope and being ridiculous, like you could kind of mm-hmm. see that she's like manufactured in, in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like the ridiculousness of it all. She's like Honey Boo Boo. Kind of, it's right? so stupid. So to fill you guys in on what I discovered accidentally, I've been posting ironic pictures on Instagram for a week now. I really like doing it. Um, I found this Instagram profile called Lil Tay, which is this young Asian girl. She looks like she's nine years old, but she's like committing to acts that a nine-year-old should never do, like talking about drug dealing and holding giant stacks of money. So I send this to Broke. And I'm like, hey, hey, Broke. Hey, Jesse. What uh, what do you think about Lil Tay? <laughs> yeah, she's like holding like stacks of like $500,000 and just like throwing yep. it at like a pool. Yeah. And like My, I, I, yeah. I ride in a Lambo and I can't even drive it. I'm nine. Get on my level. <laughs> yeah, she's in a Lambo and she's like, I'm in a Lambo. What are you doing? I, I make more money. This Lambo costs more than your rent. And I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, <laughs> on what time frame, little girl? Who's making this happen? So if you look up Lil Tay and need a good laugh or a, a deep sigh, go to Google and type in Lil Tay. You want to tell them how to spell that? L-I-L-T-A-Y. I'm sorry I'm giving her publicity by like you wanting to explore this. When <laughs> she already you has it. She already but has it. It is, yeah, it is. She's gotten so many Instagram accounts shut down because she's, it's probably child abuse. So there's like 15 little Tay accounts and they all have millions of followers. And I'm like, what is going on in the world? What, Jesus. how's this possible? And then I did find one video, I'll confess, that was, it made me laugh to the point of almost crying because. She was like, my name's Lil Tay. I'm a gangster. I'm a thug. And I was like, you're like nine years old. You're Asian nine-year-old girl. And she's like, I'm a gangster. I'm a thug. I got goons in the streets. I got goons over there in the bushes. And the bushes were like right next to her 
and you could see there was no one in the bushes. And then she looked to the right, and she was like, I got goons over there, right there in the street. And I looked in the street, and I was like, there's no goons in the street. And then out of nowhere, the like camera pans up, and she goes, look at this view. And it like zooms up to the sky. And I was like, what did I just experience? <laughs> Who is manufacturing this little Tay phenomenon? Anyways, we've gone very far off topic. All right, yeah, let's, let's bring it back. Uh, do you want me to bring so, it back by going through the Monday headlines? No, no, no. Let's bring it back. I'm going to go through the quote. Okay. The quote about uh, Lil Tay. No, I'm kidding. About <laughs> <laughs> the generation of exchanges missing one big piece, okay? Most investors, traders, are already intimidated by Bitcoin because they are biatches. I just want to throw that out there. So to have – I said it. So to have them jump through hoops to trade on a decentralized exchange to trade a token with a tiny market cap causes a lot of people to just give up. I mean, look, man. People can say all they want about our us, us young millennials and how much we love crypto and all this stuff. But do you know how much cojones it takes to trade an asset where 80-plus percent of the volume is coming from one exchange? Yeah, that was Mt. Gox. That was like 2010 to 2012. And you know what? Your incumbent system sucks so bad. They were like, you know what? Why not take this huge risk and trade digital money over trading anything you have to offer? Because in 2008, you said everything was all gravy, but you pretty much stole my parents' retirement. So whatever. Investors and trade. I'm sorry, guys. Sometimes I get passionate. Investors <laughs> and traders are already intimidated by Bitcoin. You're intimidated by Bitcoin? You... you know, did you know that Binance, by the way, like Binance is trying to uh, inject artificial volatility on like Tron, for instance, by giving up a bounty of Tron if you have the top five or top 30 uh, uh, trade volume for that currency on their on wow. their exchange. Yeah. So, so like it behooves those who have a lot of money to move a lot of money back and forth to make it look like there's a lot of Tron market. being traded. So you're faking volume. Yeah. Mm. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put labels on any region of the world that is opposite of the West. But you have. <laughs> but, but opposite of the West region of the planet has been accused of faking volume before in this industry um i'm just gonna throw that out there just gonna... oh do we need to take an intermission no no we're good to a show we just started all right <laughs> the next oh wait dang we didn't even talk about jp morgan we are so yeah you didn't bad talk about this. the other two articles we're so bad at this man we got to get this going all right jp morgan <laughs> Listen to this. This is our man Kelso here. JP Morgan swallows hard. Attempts to blockchain patent. What kind of what kind of writing is that? If I were the editor and I saw the title, G or JP Morgan swallows hard. That's not the title. It's not the title, it's a subtitle. Yeah, it's I mean, a subtitle. They, they doubled down on JP Morgan Chase eats humble pie and then skip the was after that comma and skip straight down to JP Morgan swallows hard. <laughs> JP Morgan eats JP Morgan Chase eats humble pie and swallows it hard. 
Okay. Enough of that. And even the image below that, it says, you're right, Jamie. Bitcoin will eat your lunch. Man. Why does Jamie Dimon look like the kid that's so mad and upset that somebody stole his lunch but is not really going to do anything about it? Because he runs the second largest market cap bank in the world. Oh, yeah, I get that. That makes sense. Okay, so... (laughs) No, just kidding, just kidding. It's in the U.S. All right, so this model, this one starts out, gig tricks, join the pre-sale now. Damn, man, these ads are getting really good. Did you read an ad title? (laughs) They're really good at putting themselves in here. All right, U.S. Patent and Trademark Office revealed this week. They revealed it. They revealed it to everyone that J.P. Morgan Chase applied for a patent related to blockchain back in October. That would be October, right? October? What language are you trying to speak? Espanol. Lingua de Espanol, uh, mi, mi amigo. Yeah, maybe. October. Of last year. What do you say? Uh, Proximo año. Does that mean previous year? I in octubre de próximo año. My Spanish is so bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) If you guys know Spanish and you're listening to this, I apologize. It's quite the turnaround for the bank, which has been on record as one of Bitcoin's and cryptocurrency's biggest critics. Yes, the entire bank of thousands of employees all at once thinks Bitcoin is bad. What I just said sounds foolish because it is. So... JP Morgan's a chief executive and he has a job. His job is to look pretty and look smart for investors to feel comfortable. That's what it distills down to. They probably have responsibilities too. But the first two things that I mentioned are what they're there for. So um, biggest bank in the U.S., that's JP Morgan, Morgan Chase. Chase Bank, you go there, it's him. It's uh, him. And ranks as the world's second largest by market cap. So it is the second largest bank in the world. In the U.S. In the U.S. I read that wrong. Okay, in the U.S. No, it's the biggest bank in the U.S. And the the world's second largest bank. Wait, really? Yeah, that's what it says right here. I'm I'm looking at the words. So it's head, Jamie Dimon. Has gone after the phenomenon of cryptocurrencies quite publicly. We all know this guy. I don't need to go into the story. Look, Jamie Dimon hates Bitcoin, but surprise, surprise, he's got the first largest bank in the U.S. and the second largest bank in the world. Why would he like Bitcoin? Ever. As the CEO of J.P. Morgan, when is he ever allowed to go into a board meeting and say, yeah, Bitcoin's pretty cool. We should definitely... Buy the thing that stands to usurp us. If it that's crazy, popular. the largest bank in the world, just a side information, is three point six two trillion. Bank. No, no, Industrial and Commercial Bank of China is three point six two trillion, and then the mm-hmm. second one is China Construction Bank Core, two point nine four trillion, and then Wait the third bank, second. third bank is Agricultural Bank of China, which is what, which is two point eight two trillion. The fourth largest bank is Bank of China, which is $2.63 trillion. The fifth largest bank is HSBC Holdings, which is a bank based in England and has $2.57 trillion. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company is sixth 
which oh. is it puts them at 2.45 trillion in assets under management. So yeah, they're they're not the top. China China has like the first five positions or first four positions for all their you banks. Know, you know what I heard from all those stupid ass names that you just read out? Is that like China. if you be the only thing required to become a bank is to have a giant pile of money. And then all of a sudden people start giving you money because your ability to well, to manage the giant pile of money shines through. Like what is an agricultural bank? What you grew a bunch of crops and people gave you so much money for the crops, you were like, you know what? I'm doing such a good job of handling these giant piles of money. I might as well hire your piles. Of, I might as well manage your piles of money too. I'm I mean, it's true. Because I see, see, look, it, it says the bank deals with small farmers and large agricultural wholesale companies. It also works with non-agricultural companies. Um, it says uh, this Beijing bank bank uh, bank has branches across China, plus London, Tokyo, New York, Sydney, Australia. Um, not only is it the third largest bank on our list, but it is also one of the ten largest companies in the world. Agro agricultural bank of China is state owned. So, like all these banks that are top four are state owned, right? So, like China is manipulating the banking industry and taking every sector of of production, whether it's like the bank bank, the banking sector, the agricultural sector, the construction sector, or the industrial and commercial sector, and they just have a bank for it. That's how big China's amounts of money that they have are that they can just yeah. make banks for each each different so I don't know, industry. What we could say is that big surprise, they don't like Bitcoin. Yeah, of course they can body Bitcoin out. They they own the air that people breathe over there. The banks own everything over in China is what I hear. Yep. Hell, if I ever go to China, I'm leaving my fucking debit card here. I'll pay with credit only. I don't want my banking information over there. <laughs> I don't want it over there. It just seems like a bad idea. Okay. Anyways, China's great. It's always China's great. <laughs> Don't kill us, China. It's always the funnest to play in video games. It is. <laughs> China's fun to play in video games, man. They get crazy, crazy stuff. You're like, damn, that's crazy. What's going on in China? Okay. Um, one more article and we can keep it moving. Man, I had no idea JP Morgan was such a small fish around the world. What's this article saying he's second place? I don't know. He didn't Google it. <laughs> like, what we need to do. We need to make something, and people, and we, we sell so much of it. We have giant stacks of crypto, and then we just start managing our crypto so well that we could say that we are a crypto bank, and then people start giving us their money because we're so good at managing our money, and then we never give it back, and we only give them a percentage of it when they ask. Sounds like a financial advisor for the wealthy. <laughs> no, an idea. We need an ICO stat. Community, if you're listening. <laughs> we got an article for that later. So community, after we today's do. episode of Just the Headers, we should be able to create an ICO for a bank in less than a week. Let's make it happen. Okay, well, next 30 minutes. Yeah, next article, and this is Just the Weekend. Code is law, but it's not the only law. 
for blockchains. This is so dramatic. So there are layers of governance. If we look at the first post of this blockchain governance series, we see that most decentralized blockchain-based applications have their governance split into different layers, each one interacting with the other. The first layer, the Internet Protocols layer, ergo, the TCP IP protocol. Layer two, the blockchain layer, ergo, the Ethereum protocol. Oh, snaps! Layer three, sorry, I didn't, that was unnecessary. Layer three, the decentralized DAP framework, the DAO stack. I forgot to say, ergo. The DAP layer, ergo, sapien. Ergo means, for example, in Latin. We still use it because Latin's a thing. So, um, I don't really know what this article is about. Let me read the introduction. A blockchain network is a complex <laughs> system that involves a variety of actors that cannot be trusted. Its protocol is designed to ensure that every actor has an incentive to cooperate and that costs of defection are higher than the potential gains. Yes, we are trying to incentivize people to believe that if they harm the system, they cannot reap as much financial gain as if they help the system. That's the whole game in a nutshell. That's Monopoly, baby. Pack this shit up. Let's go home. So, yeah, like the other complex systems, blockchains are made of many different parts interacting with one another. Is this just like an explorer? Like, should I be reading so, so he's so, so basically, the, the, I'm just reading ahead of you and trying to gather a conclusion. Um, to give to you, but basically the gist of the article is that he's he's a researcher first first and foremost, and the article is him looking at the topical view, like the thirty thousand foot view of how blockchains can be used 35, in society. Thirty five. Okay. Okay. Thirty five thousand foot view, and he's just saying how you can't forget societal rules, um, and you can't just say blockchain will replace voting. Period. That's it. Like you still have to have different layers of government you know, governance on top of blockchain to actually make it effective. You can't just mm -hmm, say mm -hmm. blockchain. That's that's what he's saying. So he's saying specifically you have on-chain and off-chain governance rules, um, and then you have rules that are even beyond those rules. Ah. Uh. Like if a local government, say like the state of, I don't know, Ohio, put together blockchain for usage of voting, well, I mean, yeah. you're going to have like standard political procedure, like I guess standard procedures, voting procedures mm -hmm. layered on top of them being able to use blockchain tech at like, say, like a polling center, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. One, this ties directly into a guest we're going to have at the end of May for our flagship uh, a gentleman who wrote a 10 to 15 minute medium article about blockchain governance and it being on-chain and off-chain and the implications that applies as humans interact with it. There's a great article I stumbled upon last night, um, sent to me by Bitcoin Bay. She's in the Slack. Uh, she was like, hey, check out this article. It's pretty dope. And she read it to me. We were reading it. And she says, she goes, this is pretty cool. It, and it says, and basically what it says is that like, It doesn't really matter how cool blockchains are. At the very, very end of the day, the human interaction piece has to be outlined. And I mean, it's a, it's a valid point. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an exercise in deep thinking. 
is that if you um, look at whether there's on-chain governance, which means like every node has a vote or every master node has a vote, or off-chain governance, where it's like, hey, group of sharded shards are going to somehow design and lay out the, the roadmap of, of how this technology advances. Um, it's just a unique thought exercise. So we're going to have that guy on the show later this month. And we're actually going to dive deep into these questions that are proposed here um, by the XYO chain. No, it's not XYO. <laughs> I know. I'll just mess with it. <laughs> by the way, this isn't like sponsored by XYO. These articles are just getting damn good. These 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 ads are getting damn good these days. It's like they just sneak it in. You can be reading a sentence about the article, and the next sentence is like, did you hear Madonna had work done? And you're like, wait, what? What's that to do with this article? All right, so what do you think? So we can move on to Monday, finally. Go blockchain governance, do you think it is relevant or irrelevant, and would you rather be on or off the chain? I prefer off the chain. You know what I'm saying? But... God, God help us. That's <laughs> <laughs> a damn question, Jesse. Answer the question. I want it. I want it to be like the the harder computations for like maybe um, more computationally and memory intensive stuff. I think you're gonna have to. You're forced. You're gonna be forced to do it off the chain. Um, I mean, most people most people kind of know that. And then for on chain, like you're gonna store the result of that. And then that's where your gas costs are going to be most um, effectively used versus doing all the computation on chain and you're broke. Everybody's broke because it takes so much gas to pay for that smart contract. Yeah, I think you're right. Do you think if we ever, the AI ever evolves to a point where it becomes sentient, do you think that? A male AI would match on a female you... AI by what? saying, "Just listen, just listen." Okay, all right. By saying sorry. that, "Hey, girl, this love we're about to make is going to be computationally intense." Oh my god, dude! Is that that was a punchline you were trying to work toward? I wouldn't call it a punchline. That was very organic conversation. Oh my god! Oh, Let's wow. move to months. <laughs> You said computationally <laughs> intense. And I was like, sounds like a name of a sex tape. Oh my God. For AI. Anyways, let's keep I like, I like this article that you put on the first uh, row of Tuesday. I'm curious that's, what that's about. Thing, you're going to be reading it. You're going to take Monday and Tuesday, and I'm going to take Wednesday and Thursday. We're switching to the format. No, 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 no. I want Wednesday and Thursday because my articles are way more interesting than yours. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's very. Very bold, Beowulf. <laughs> Calm down, Beowulf. Calm down. Okay, so let's... Monday, I chose this article, so I guess I get to read it. Is that how this is working now? <laughs> so Monday article. The age of endless blockchain forks is coming to an end. And it has a picture of a woolly mammoth. Do they know that we're trying to clone woolly mammoths? Not a very pertinent picture. Um... There's that article. Let's let's try to do this quick. Next article. Come on, internet. 
introducing I picked this one because it was so omnipotent. Introducing Peter Warwick, Chief Compliance Officer. That's the name of the Oh, this is a blog. It's a news release on the Bitfinex blog. Yeah, this is the Bitfinex blog. That, that yeah, could I be guess a more We're just going to have to talk about this guy now because I oh. put it, I put oh. it on the card. Actually, this is pretty interesting. It says professional history and military intelligence. That's pretty interesting. He's like the bad guy in a British spy film. I'm not going to lie to you. He actually could possibly be. Or All like right. a Mr. Bean. He does look like Mr. Bean. Like he looks like Mr. Mr. Bean, but competent. Okay. Competent evil Mr. Bean. He's a competent evil Mr. Bean. That's... That's Bitfinex, baby. Okay, so this is, uh, this is an article. The third article I chose for Monday is Bill Gates says, and I'm sure you all heard this if you're tapped in at all, but it's worth hearing again because it is very comical. I'd short the crazier speculative Bitcoin if I could. Now, we all know why that is hilarious. It has 40.5 thousand total views. Of course, I rounded down. It's actually 40,549 for you sticklers out there in the fucking audience. It has 334 total shares. Um, so people are clicking that share button, which they make it really easy to do. Cointelegraph, your user experience is very good. Okay, so let's start from the tail end and work our way back microsoft founder bill gates issued critical comments about bitcoin may 7th telling cnbc it was a greater fool investment and he would short it if he could the funny thing about that foolish ass statement mr gates by the way i've been using windows since i was a very very young kid and it's only gotten worse from 1995 on um you can short it and it's pretty easy i think that um so here was the situation for you guys listening. Okay, here's his actual quote too. I agree I was shorted if there was an easy way to do it. Okay, so it's the same damn thing. Um, we need another quote. You want another quote, Jesse? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Hit me up. With As an quote. asset class, you're not producing anything, and so you shouldn't expect to go up. It's kind of pure greater fool theory type of investment, he said. Okay. Okay. All right. I you thought so. It. When did when did he eat his original stance and go back on it? I guess when did he one eighty on Bitcoin is good money and now? I don't think he ever did a full. He never went full Bitcoin is good. He went like oh, okay. he said Bitcoin is a tour de force, which could literally mean anything. So that doesn't make much sense. He kind of extracted some shit from it. Um, then as the time has gone on and he's, I, I guess he's really entrenched in like, um, philanthropy. And I guess it's hard to be a philanthropist with Bitcoin because you can't go into another country and like, Hey, here's a bunch of Bitcoin. They're going to say like, I don't want Bitcoin. I pretty much just want quinoa. That's all I really need. And so, um, let me get, put this in context. This comes from a video, guys, where you had three people sitting in a row, and if you're the interviewer, the people that you're interviewing, on the far left is Charlie Munger, who's 94, right, Jesse? Mm-hmm, yeah. And then in the middle, you have Warren Buffett, who I 
His name should be Buffet. And then the guy on the on the far right is is Bill Gates. And you've got Charlie Munger that is saying things like Bitcoin is a turd and I'm losing my grip on the vocabulary. And then you've got Warren Buffett in the middle who's basically like, I am so singularly focused in my investment endeavors that anything outside of that box is something that I deem irrelevant. And that's what that's kind of how Warren Buffett does his thing. Like he invests in candy and like bolts and ruler like rulers. He's invested in Coca Cola, Coca Cola, and a lot of other companies. Apple. Um, What are some of Warren Buffett's like profound investments over the last thirty thousand years he's been alive? Do we have? Uh, He invested in uh, what was the? uh, that that uh, wouldn't give me buy some time. I'm gonna research. All right, let's. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Honey Nut Cheerios. That's right. Uh, you take a look down the cereal aisle. You see all those cereals, and you think to yourself, "I want something with a light taste of sweetness and a crunchy, crunchy crunch of oats." You look and you get yourself some Honey Nut Cheerios. It's got a bee on it because nothing says this is safe in my mouth like a bee's stinger. That's right. right. I'm good. I'm back. We're back. Right, so, so apparently Theranos, uh, you know the the one of the um, the Elizabeth Holmes lady, the the lady who tried to be like um, Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, he um, Berkshire Hathaway or him, I don't know who, but um, he was one of those people who lost over six hundred million mm. um, investing in her. So that's, that's a his. Bit. That's his latest uh, fail. Fail. I think he invested like a hundred something million. Mm. And she just kind of like she was a fraud. So, I mean, that's that's worse than Bitcoin, right? Oh wait, that's the I know who you're talking about. Like she's going through some drama right now. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I'm gonna knock on wood on this one, but I kind of see her taking a triple back axle off of a off of a bridge somewhere. That's some drama she's gotten herself into. And that's some deep drama. I don't wish terrible on anyone. In fact, I shouldn't wish that on anyone. She's going to be okay. Losing $600 million, you know, it's always sunny on the other side. So let's move. (laughs) That got so sad so fast. Let's move to the next article. Peter Warwick. Let's talk about this James Bond villain slash competent Mr. Bean looking motherfucker right here who can't fire full. He cannot tie a full Windsor knot. And that to me means I have no respect for this man. Although he probably has less than no respect for me. So, (laughs) this is just a blog post. I don't even know how this snuck on the floor. There's really nothing in here. There's like 30,000 tags in here. Look at the tags. The only only cool part of this is as with a professional uh, history and military intelligence, senior officer roles within the police service of Northern Ireland, and senior positions within the Royal Bank of Canada and the Bank of Montreal's financial intelligence units, Warwick's appointment is Bitfinex CCO is intended to furnish us with the expertise and experience required to ensure that we continue to meet all relevant regulatory compliance standards. You know, like these people who get hired, they're just like, your um, fall guy for whenever shit hits the fan for whatever yep. their position is. Yep. And you just got to build up that resume of, I don't know. You build up firewalls of fall guys, and then if one guy falls, you make sure that you're not the one fall guy. 
we're talking too real right now. We're going to get assassinated. But we can't just put Biff and X on blast like that. They make so many millions of dollars a month that, like, we need to be careful. We need to tread softly. One thing I will say is step your SEO game up, Biff and X blog. You've got a bunch of stuff in this article. And let's just read the tags. Audience, be patient with me. You ready for this? Announcement, ANT, API, BFX, BIO, BOT, BTC, Darkcoin, DTH, EOS, EOSFINEX, ETH, Ether, Ethereum, Ethfinex, Fiat, GNT, Golem, Grenache, I think that's food, Hive, Honey Framework, IOTA, Manage, Grenache is not food? I saw you shake your head. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Okay, Honey Framework, IOTA, Management, Matching Engine, Mining Contracts, Myth, I think it's MITH, Mobile App, Neo, Profiles, Q-A-S-H, Recovery, Security, Segwit, S&T, Storage. <laughs> F-Cash? Did I say it? No, no, Is Q-A-S-H, Cash. Oh, Cash. Yeah, that makes sense. There's usually a U after Qs, so that's why it threw me off. Recovery, Security, Segwit, S&T, Storage, Support, Team, Telegram, Tether, TRX Video, WebSocket. WebSockets! WebSockets is a tag. XLM, XVG, Yo-Yo. I don't <laughs> think the toy... I think it's got. I'm gonna click this tag because I'm curious. What is yo-yo? But yeah, ganache right. is what you were talking about for food, I think. Oh, announcing yo-yo launch. It's a trading on. Okay, so Biffinex is monetizing their blog. That's what we just figured out through all of this. I clicked the yo-yo, and it's like, join the yo-yo token launch. No, no wait. It's available for trading on Biffinex against. Yeah, Biff and X is monetizing their blog. Okay, cute. No reason to have that many tags. Okay, fine, final article for Monday. Then we are going to Tuesday, and we are almost halfway there. So the <laughs> endless blockchain forks is coming to an end. This article is written by Paul Brody, who is a Nintendo Me character, from what I could see from the icon. Uh, just a silhouette of a Nintendo Me character. This is written on May 7th, uh, around 7 in the morning, UTC. So, I think UTC 0 is like, I think it's U the UK. So, Paul Brody. When we sit down inside of EY and discuss what the biggest risks are to the future of the blockchain industry, one topic that comes up again and again is the high rate at which key blockchains are forking and the possibility that future forks will split apart large blockchains with critical mass. So forks suck when they're, not con when they're contentious. Because it's basically like if me and you, Jesse, had a fork, lots of, you know the deal. Fork lots mm -hmm. of value, and you're like, you know what, D? I feel like we should upgrade this way. And I'm like, you know what, Jesse? I feel like we should upgrade the other way. And then we decide to split. We now created a fracture in the tectonic plate that is the blockchain we were previously working on. And we all know what fractures and tectonic plates do. What do they do, Jesse? They cause earthquakes. There we go. That's what I'm talking about, man. We're on the same brave link. So when you fork hard, <laughs> you don't always have to fork hard, but sometimes you just do. Um, you cause fissures in the community and ripples, and they suck. And we're experiencing that right now. We thought we wouldn't think it would happen, but it did. And we're in a post-hard fork world. 
Um, everything's messy. It's weird. So let's read into this article here. It's important because we do not believe that private blockchains will scale effectively beyond highly specific use cases into a general purpose. <laughs> general purpose. <laughs> <laughs> We have this inside joke on Slack yeah. <laughs> about general purpose people. Yeah. So for you guys listening, you guys, you guys listening, a general purpose person is a person that exists in our Slack. Um, we actually got it defined in the Urban Dictionary if you want to look for general purpose person. And it just came from a Saturday morning quip from Corey when he was trying to find how people use blockchains and he accidentally, derogatorily, which I hope is a word, um, defined the general purpose person. So anyways, it's like the opposite of like a hipster. Yeah, pretty much. It's like a, yeah, like a basic person. But everyone has GPP in them. That's why it's tough. Like you could always <laughs> get to a point where you become a GPP. One day they'll become ASICs, ASIC like, people. Okay, for instance, this is this is very slight. We're we're looking at each other on video. Jesse, do you know how that flag made was made behind your left shoulder? How it was made? Yeah. I have in China. Not not where it was made, like how precisely it was manufactured. It's just a flag. I, I, I it looks like of... it looks like there might have been like a mechanical loom that used plastic fibers, and then there's some sort of like maybe heating process that sealed the fibers together once they were, um, I don't know, strung together. I mean, it's, it, the fibers are so dense that it, okay. it looks like... So that did not go how I thought it was going to go. Oh, okay. You actually know a lot about uh, flag manufacturing, which is weird, uh, but cool <laughs> at the same time. No, 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 just uh, like cloth, textiles, right? Because like in 3D, like you know, it's like the same vein as like 3D printing. Like they have like loom printers where you can actually print um, articles of you know textile-based products. Wait a no? second. Now have you I'm seen? Curious. Let's have you try seen something. I have seen textiles, and I almost consulted for a company that made them. But what about that kitchen countertop over your right shoulder? How do people manufacture that? I have no idea. Okay, I was hoping that I just rattled <laughs> off like the step-by-step -step manufacturing process. I was going to say, what? We're going to Vegas, and we're going to the craps tables right now. <laughs> okay, anyways. No, none of that. Okay, so let's get back to the article. Right now, however, forking a blockchain is as easy as copy and paste, and it happens all the time as it means to resolve with quotations. I'm using that word in a very limited way. Thank you for clearing that up. Support Paul Brody. It means <laughs> to resolve governance disputes. And that is a link that I don't want to dive down. This option won't be viable for much longer. However, as real world assets represent by as real world assets represented by digital tokens start popping up on a public blockchain, on public blockchains, it links between these assets. Be they real be they real I love that. It's so regal. These assets, be they real estate, diamonds, gold, or U.S. dollars, or Canadian dollars, yeah, right, and escrow accounts, <laughs> and the blockchain tokens will only be valid on the primary network. So 
basically that's some bullshit that doesn't make sense because then that would mean tether has like because tether is the representation of one-to-one with dollars but look how well that's going and they don't really have like an official mandate from the u.s government like that that is actually true wait you don't don't have a giant bag of tether (laughs) gross not when it can be easily manipulated do you i thought that was just what you're supposed to do yeah that's right gather all the crypto You've got to, no, because I think you're really falling short on the branding there. You tether yourself to something, just like climbing a mountain, man. You don't want to fall down the mountain. You got to tether yourself in there. I, I can tell I'm you're look, trolling I'm me. At your, I'm, I'm looking at your invaded. face, and you, yeah, you're like, <laughs> I'm looking at your face, and you're like, you can go straight. You can go straight to hell, my friend. You can That's go right. straight to tether hell. <laughs> you can go straight <laughs> to tether, tether hell. Tether yourself down to hell. That's what, you said. That's what your face said. Okay. <laughs> Tether's not that bad. Psych it is. This option won't be bad. My Your articles. Your turn. It's too and then, and then we were just talking about Bitfinex, too, and Tether is by them. Oh, man. And then you God. talked about the fall guy. It's just a bad narrative we accidentally <laughs> created. We accidentally created a bad narrative God. around Bitfinex. Totally fucking everyone. But let's go let's go to Tuesday. Let's escape to the next what's day. What's going on? This looks like a cool article. Um do you want do you want me to get Okay, I'll, I'll start getting all these. Man, I this like is your style, man. You're, you got the mic now. Tuesday, all Wednesday, right. that's all you. Yeah. Tuesday wait. All right. Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's all you, man. All right, here we go. Uh first article for Tuesday, BMW Pilots, gamified crypto reward system to incentivize drivers to track mileage. That sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What BMW do you have to have? Okay, I go, we'll we'll dig into that. Interest. I saw Porsche in there too. All right, all right. Next, uh, next article. I'm interested in that first one. Um, the first version of Ethereum's Casper upgrade has been published. Oh, this is something that you dug up. Um, so maybe you want to elaborate on what Casper is, because I'm. I'm not as well versed on what it is compared to you, probably. Um, and then the third article: um, 2.5 billion dollars sent out of Iran to purchase cryptocurrencies. In Iran. That's that crazy. Song. Wait a second. So. 2.5 billion dollar capital flight. Yeah. Audience, some behind the scenes footage or some behind the scenes. Hearage for you. I don't know how that. What's the opposite of footage? What's the word for footage for audio? Real audio. Some op, some behind the scenes audio. I had stepped away to get myself a beverage, and the last thing I heard you say was, "What kind of BMW do you need to own?" Which is a very pertinent question, but not a question somebody who isn't comfortable with seeing. But BMWs often would would ask. Mm-hmm. So. Are you some kind of secret baller, Jesse, where you're just like, well, which kind of BMW do I need to purchase in order to access? <laughs> no, man. Are you yeah. kidding? No. <laughs> no, man. Nope. I'll never because know. Because I prefer the, the 7 series. I don't even know how many series or what. Other, are they 3, 5? They have through 8, right? They got, they got the 3 series. They have the um, M4, M5. Um and then I thought it was all prime numbers. Isn't there a sixty-seven series? 
You know, you're right. I think there is like, dude, I don't know anything about BMWs. I just know like the basics of of, of their cars. There's a 31 um, series BMW, right? Isn't it all prime numbers? BMW series. Yeah. 83? Uh, so there's a 3 series, a 5 series, and a 7 series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then is the i8 like, what is the i8? Is that just not part of their convention? The i8's in the 1023 series. You're you're bullshitting me. I'm just saying prime numbers. I have okay. no idea how BMW. Okay, here we go. Here we go. If you actually care about BMW series and models, you got the two series, which is a coupe, the three series, which is a sedan, sports wagon, or Gran Turismo, four series, which is a compact coupe, um, or a four door Grand Coupe, five series is a mid size four-door model available as sedan or Gran Turismo. Six series, uh, mid-size two-door model available as two-door coupe or convertible or four-door Grand Coupe or Alpina Grand Coupe. Uh, seven series, full-size four-door model available as a sedan or Alpina sedan. And then in addition to the numbered series, BMW has four groups of vehicles designated by letters. You got the X models, a line of X uh, SUVs or crossovers, and crossovers rather. You got the Z4 model, which is a two-door roadster. You got an M model for the... Okay, that's what I was thinking. I thought the series ran into the M models, but that's completely different. You've got vast knowledge of BMWs, my friend. If I was spitting this off the cuff, I'd be impressed with myself, but I'm completely reading this off of a website. There was no way for anyone to know. You could have just said you were spitting that off the cuff. No, dude. uh, Listen, I've got to to establish uh, some sort of... Exactly. Credibility as an honest person. That's all right. That's journalistic integrity, my friend. I've got it. Nobody else does. That's a Hippocratic oath. <laughs> and they've they've all felt fallen short now, right? <laughs> news news is pretty much just whatever makes money. <laughs> yeah, we should have been talking headline. about Kanye West a long time ago. We fucked the whole show up. No. Damn. No. Uh, and about, model- is it too late to talk about Kanye? Do you really want to? I do not. Did we not talk about it? Did it we didn't happen? talk about didn't, Kanye or we, Donald Glover or the Avengers Infinity War. We didn't talk about any of those things. Or the what? Avengers In Infinity War. Oh, is that? Did we not cover that last episode? We didn't. Remember, it was too. It was too soon. But now it's getting to a point where it's like you're embarrassing yourself by not seeing this movie. So it's okay. like. Can when can we spoil this? I mean, we can we can, we can do it. Let's do it. No, no, no. It's no, too let's soon. Not do it. It's too soon. People are gonna see it this weekend. People are gonna see it today. Like they're gonna listen to just the headers. They're gonna be like, oh shit, yeah, Captain America's supposed to fight that purple ass dude. They're yeah, but I still it. haven't seen it. You've seen it. My girlfriend you still haven't seen, seen it? it. No, I still haven't seen it. Oh man, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for you then. But what I will do is spoil Terminator Two. The good guys win. God. <laughs> was that your girlfriend? Yeah, she's she's asking. Um, Does she want to get in on the conversation? Does she want to get, <laughs> the, she want to get in? She's actually waiting to get on the computer to stream video games. She, <laughs> so. Oh shit! I, I see her back there getting slowly more and more frustrated as we stumble through three fucking headlines a day. Okay, so let's keep this shit going. BMW, guys, is trying to make it fun for you to track your mileage. 
Because I don't know about you guys, but I only track my mileage when I'm trading in a fucking car. Because it's the only time it matters. <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to make it cool for you to track your miles. I don't know why. Should we read any of the article or just... No, man, it's okay because I skimmed it. And, oh, wait, actually, I do actually want to look into this. I'm going to skim it a little bit. All right. So, um, currently, the system to track vehicle mileage across fleets inside BMW is via a fuel card. When a driver fuels their vehicle, the fuel station is supposed to enter and store the mileage of the vehicle, also printing the mileage on the fuel receipt. For a number of reasons, including mistyped numbers, oversight, or even just being too busy, this data is at best inconsistent, but often useless. Um, the pilot tested a tokenized reward system, whereby mileage data collection will still be manually input by drivers, but a DOVU token wallet app will be used as an incentive for drivers to often or to take a snapshot of their dashboard at a specific time each week, um, according to uh, DOVU. Oh, so DOVU is the Department of Vehicles U. What is the U portion of that? It doesn't actually define it in this article. Um, well, regardless. Um, according to DOVU's blog post, optical character recognition, OCR, and machine learning would then identify the numerics and store or and convert them to an integer, which can be verified and stored on the blockchain. A small contract would reward drivers with one DOV token for each submission. All right, so you're going to get those super slowly, and they're going to be worth like nothing. Um, Porsche came out in February of this year as the first car manufacturer to test blockchain systems for use by drivers as well as driverless cars. In March, Cointelegraph reported on a blockchain-related patent filing by Ford, which similarly seeks to influence customer behavior by using the exchange of crypto tokens to facilitate traffic flow between cars. Um, also, news that isn't covered in this article. I don't know if everybody saw that, but Ford is discontinuing the F-150 series. So that's it for that truck. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> um, that's crazy. Hey, and then, uh, yeah, go for it. What kind of milk do you prefer? The 1%, 2% whole or skim variety? Um, I used to love drinking whole milk when I was younger. Now I just, I, I don't really drink milk anymore. I liked rice milk for a while. Um, but my dad, yeah, my dad drank like soy milk and almond milk. You messed up my comedic thread. I was going to say, I bet you like your milk. Like you like reading your news. You skim it. And, uh, <laughs> that was what I was thinking about the whole time. You're reading off all those model numbers. See, and you do like, this. You come up with a, like a, you come up with like a punchline to your joke that you're trying to set up. And then I give you an answer that's like, well thought out. <laughs> and it and just like, it. And you're just waiting for it. Yeah. Well, you were reading all those models, and I was like, okay, I get it. There's a ton of things that they're doing with cars. This, they're yeah. BMW. Yeah. And then, and, then you, and then you said, look, I skimmed through this, and I was like, this dude looks like he drinks milk. I bet you drink skim milk. And I was just stuck on that the whole time. How do you, like, I don't even, like, the deviations from the conversation that you manufacture in your mind to create punchlines. They just it does not yeah, make any no, sense. Sir. You have to be born with that. That's a skill. I learned this this week. It's actually called a comedic thread. Okay. 
I learned this because I was watching uh, on Tuesday morning mm-hmm. when I was not active in the Slack for you guys. I was actually <laughs> watching like Bill Burr video after Bill Burr video, who's a comedian, good comedian. Yeah, I and know who he is. He was doing this interview on stage and they had a tiny chair that he was sitting in and he made fun of the chair the whole interview. And then somebody, some assistant, like, comes up and brings him a chair. And he's like, why would you fuck up the only comedic thread I had in this entire interview? And then the assistant was like, I'm so sorry, sir. And he, like, took the chair and ran to the back. And I was like, oh, comedic thread. That's a thing. Which chair did he take back? The small one or the new one? No, he brought, like, an adult-sized chair for Bill Burr. And he was like, I appreciate the gesture, but I've been joking about this tiny chair the entire interview <laughs> it's kind of the comedic thread of this whole thing and so i learned it i learned a little tactic you can like so the comedic thread was going to be skim milk but you don't drink skim milk so <laughs> that joke fell through <laughs> totally fell through let's go to the next article and let's see what we got all right um is it the iran one or is it the cat it's the casper one um, so this is one that you can maybe elaborate on on what you know. Okay. Uh, but the article is titled, The First Version of Ethereum's Casper Upgrade Has Been Published. Uh, it's written by David Floyd, and it has 395 retweets and two Reddit shares. Mm-hmm. Um, it reads, a new version of the code behind Casper, a plan change to the way Ethereum network reaches consent. Oh, I know what Casper is. Okay. Um, reaches consensus, has been published for wider scrutiny by auditors and client developers. Danny Ryan, the developer behind Casper FFG, posted a version 0.1.0, quote-unquote, first release of the code to GitHub Tuesday, noting version 0.1.0 marks us more clearly tagging releases to help clients and external auditors more easily track the contract and changes. Um, the FFG after the word Casper is short for Friendly Finality Gadget. Ha. Get it? Because Casper the Friendly Ghost, they had to do something like that. God. Technically, <laughs> make the worst jokes ever. Uh, I'm sorry for laughing so loud in your speaker's audience, but I could literally feel your disdain there, Jesse, <laughs> when you were like, Casper. The friendly ghost <laughs> of my life. Why blockchain? What am I? I mean, doing? you could make like a joke about Ghostbusters. Like you could, you could do better than that. Friendly finality gadget. God. All right, whatever. Moving on. Um, says the uh, the developer Danny Ryan, who posted the code, uh, came up with a Reddit post on the update in which he wrote. More than just the research team is using the contract now. Auditors, client devs, etc. So we wanted to start issuing clearer versioning and change logs to help everyone stay organized. Um, The move signals that momentum is building behind the protocol change as Ethereum software clients can begin scripting the software into their individual coding languages and testing the software. Vitalik Buterin, who created Ethereum, addressed the Casper upgrade at a conference in Toronto last week, calling it, quote, hopefully one of the more joyous experiences in Ethereum in a fairly short time, Um, end quote. Once implemented, Casper FFG will alter Ethereum's software so that updating the blockchain involves a combination of proof of work, the electrically intensive mining familiar from Bitcoin, and proof of stake 
so what I, all I'm reading is that is that buy your Ethereum now because we're gonna go proof of stake real soon. That's so. exactly what I'm I'm reading too. Look, guys, um, if you're not hip to the game yet, hashtag <laughs> not investment <laughs> advice. Uh, yeah, Ether is going places. So, I mean, that's all I can really say without getting assassinated. So, no, I'm kidding. That got so dramatic so fast. No, I'm kidding. I don't know things that you guys don't. I just read. Um, one second. One thing I'd like to point out here is that FFG is going to become an acronym that we need to fight against because that is fucking lame. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Friendly finality gadget is the F is the uh, acronym that we're rolling with. Like this is what happens when devs get too much power. Sometimes. This is what happened when happens when devs have so much little time to code and they're focusing on the code and then late night they're like, guys, we gotta come up with an acronym. Like it's Casper. Like what's the first thing you think of when you think of Casper? Somebody somebody goes, the friendly ghost. And then they go, We can make that work. The friendly finality gadget. Oh god. It's like a terrible taste in your mouth. Is there anything friendly about finality? Let's get deep here. It's it's over, I guess, right? Yeah, we're gonna get deep. No I'm kidding, we're not gonna get that deep. Uh, do we ever get that deep? Sometimes, but um, <laughs> do we ever get that deep? That's the name of your sex tape. <laughs> yep, that's it. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next article. <laughs> You know, if we if we had like a sub show for just the headers, it'd be like deeper head or deeper head lines. <laughs> no, you can't just say deeper head. Deeper headers. Deeper headers. Oh, you're putting a hyphen in there. I I mean, we could do whatever you want to do. The headers. This is supposed to be a family friendly show, so I'm gonna back yeah. away from that. Yeah. This is a. Uh... This is for the kids. <laughs> the kids like Lil Tay and oh Wolfing. Look at this and... view. Look at the sky. I got, I got, I got goons in the bushes. No, you don't. I'm looking at them. All right, all right. So we need to finish this up. Wednesday's articles and then Thursday. Yeah. Let's just zoom through. We spent all the time, guys. Look, there's an article to the database of the 300 freaking articles. You can go through there and have have a freaking blast. Um, let's let's zoom through. Let's get Wednesday going. All right, here we go. Um, there's actually a news article on Thursday that I'm interested in sharing. Okay, um, well we're gonna zoom in slow at the same time. You know, you guys know how we do it. Here we go. Uh, details emerge on Foxconn manufacturing ultra secure crypto phone. This article was written by Avi Mizrahi. Uh, Bitcoin paranoids rejoice the technical details have emerged about Siren Finney, an ultra-secure mobile device promising mm -hmm. to keep your cryptocurrency transactions private. The phone will feature an embedded cold storage wallet and will be built by the same company that builds the iPhone. Interesting. So that's going to be for drug dealers. That's going to be for drug dealers, yeah. Yep. Okay. And next then the next article. article. <laughs> next article. <laughs> that's going to be for drug dealers. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, God, uh, Winklevoss brothers win crypto exchange patents. So 
Uh, Winklevoss IP, the company owned by Gemini founders Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss, has been awarded with a patent claim that aims to settle exchange-traded products holding cryptocurrencies. Uh, they've been filing a lot of patents re recently regarding um, just using blockchain in like a commercial or financial sense. So it's just another one of those. Um, and then the third headline for Wednesday is China's second largest Bitcoin mining hardware producer plans to launch $1 billion IPO in Hong Kong. Uh, Canaan Creative, China's second largest Bitcoin uh, mining hardware manufacturer, plans to seek an initial public offering on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. The company's decision to conduct an IPO in Hong Kong instead of the U.S. was reported by South China Morning Post Wednesday, May 9th. If successful, the company would reportedly be the first ever blockchain-related company to be listed on the city's markets. SCMP states further. Um, sources familiar with the matter? Yeah. You think there's any data? You think there's any relevant correlations between the evolution of crowdfunding projects and what the evolution of ICOs will be? Because if you're coming out the gate and you're saying, "I'm going to raise a billion dollars," and you put, your, you put your dong on the table, "I'm raising a billion dollars," and everyone in the world that has brains in their head is saying to themselves, "No, you're not. That's dumb." But really, you're just trying to get a bunch of money, which is strictly less than a billion, but more than a lot more money than you could ever think you'd have to manage and budget and utilize. I mean, it's an IPO. It's not an ICO. That kind of sucks, right? Oh, it is an IPO? Well, yes, yeah, IPO. Shut my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they did an IPO. They should have done an ICO. Okay. Let me but shut anyway. my mouth. I missed that. Uh, it says that, I mean, they're making a ton of money, man. Like, they're just manufacturing. Like, manufacturing is in China. They're Chinese. Government's probably helping them. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, it's like almost crypto, like, mining crypto is like a rigged game in China. You just have to have the connections. Yeah. But yeah. We should build a firewall to keep them, keep them out. That's what Trump's platform for 2020 should be. Is that when he runs again, 2020? Uh, I hope he never runs again. I mean, he already never runs. Am I right? The guy's out of shape. Uh, but takes like, Daffodil or something like that, apparently. I don't know. Um, I don't know anything about uh, Trump. I know a lot crazy. about trumpets. Uh, so... We got one more day's worth of articles, but I did want to harp on something. Well, that Go second article. Hit me with the headline one more time. So Winklevoss Brothers win crypto exchange patent. So um, their patent has been awarded a patent claim that aims to settle exchange traded products holding cryptocurrency. So they're not. This is like it's like the crypto version of like an ETF. They, I think mm. that that's how they got around not being able to create an ETF. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They just called it an ETP. Mm. He says ETPs, which include exchange-traded funds, are a type of security whose prices derive from other investment instruments they are tied to, which in the Winklevoss case would be cryptocurrency. So they're like establishing an ETF for crypto, and that's called an ETP. Exchange-traded protocol? Exchange-traded products. Products. Yeah, I don't that is know. So sneaky, man. They must have great lawyers, but not good enough to beat Zuckerberg. But great lawyers. Jesus, that was a low blow. 
you know why it's low? It's on fucking purpose. Because those two fuckers keep liking our tweets, but they won't come on our show. And we clearly ask in the tweet, hey, Cam, hey, Ty, we see you guys aren't doing much. Why don't you you come on our show? And they're like, like. I like that you asked me to come on your show. What kind of egotistical thing is that? Look, Cam, Ty, you guys do great work in the community. But stop liking our tweets and not coming on our show. It's offensive. <laughs> it's offensive. It's Jeez. offensive, man. Like the Bitcoin podcast needs to be blessed by the cam tie. You know what's more offensive? What's what if that's not even them liking it? Look, man, I'm not ready to go that deep into the world. <laughs> right. I want to believe that they're looking at their Twitter in my heart. Okay. Okay. Right. And so the Bitcoin podcast needs your blessing just to come on. We don't even know what we're going to ask you. We're not going to ask you anything about how much you, we're just going to ask you, how much did you laugh when you saw Zuckerberg sitting in front of Congress? And you could say a lot. And that's it. That's the only thing we're going to ask <laughs> about that. I'll ask you what your Facebook username is as well. Just because I like, you know, I like to take small jabs, but you know, it'd be funny is if they were so, Upset they never got a Facebook profile. Wow, maybe they're still using MySpace. Or maybe they only use LinkedIn. Or maybe uh, you know they what? don't use any platform. You go ahead and go to the next article. I'm going to go ahead and see if Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss are on Facebook real quick because this is just destroying. Don't forget to check Google Groups or whatever it is. Google mm, Plus. Just Facebook. I just need to see if they're on Facebook or not because if they're on Facebook... Okay, I'm going to go to the next article. Yeah, go to the next article. I'll do this in the background. So next article for for Thursday is eBay for CryptoKitties raises $2 million from all-star VCs. More money is being... Oh, so this article is written by Brady Dale, um, and it's got 164 retweets and one Reddit share. Um, Starts with this. More money is being poured into CryptoCats. And then it goes, well, cats and the slew of other non-fungible digital items made possible by new token standards, such as Ethereum's ERC721. Um, and these crypto collectibles now have a home in OpenSea, a marketplace for allowing users to buy and sell these items, hyphen, and eBay for crypto kitties, if you will. Coming out of Y Combinator last winter, OpenSea today announced a $2 million seed equity round led by one confirmation with participation from a series of other high-profile crypto investors, including Founders Fund, Foundation Capital, Blockchain Capital, Coinbase Ventures, Sharon Group, Stable Fund, Blockstack. Um, so they're, they're creating a marketplace to trade uh, non-fungible tokens. That's pretty interesting. Um, I wonder how that works. You can actually... Um, you're just trading, like... Can you trade kittens for zombies and... I guess I guess yeah, we'll trade like kids for for zombies. Like, can you can you trade out though? Like, can you trade for like Ethereum or Bitcoin? Um, probably. I don't know. We should look into it. Huh. Yeah, I don't really have much experience with crypto kitties. You want to know something? That, I do know Steph Curry is a crypto kitty now, which is a weird thing that uh, NBA super mega star. He got paid for that, didn't he? Got paid. Yep. Yeah. To have a crypto kitty designed in his uh, in his image. So now you just need a LeBron 
crypto kitty. Yeah, it's the matter of time. I think it happened there though, because that's near Silicon Valley. So the like, you know, all the Silicon Valley types that are deep, deep nerds, but don't believe that they are. Um, like because this, the society immediately around them has defined them as, as non nerds or non geeks, yeah. which is okay because I'm a geek. I fucking I fucking love being a geek and a nerd. I'm just saying like. When I go out there to geek and nerd out, don't treat me as a lesser geek or nerd. That's weird. That's the feel. That's the vibe I get when I go out to Silicon Valley. Is like, oh, you don't, you never bought Google glasses. You're a lesser nerd. And it's like, no, Google glasses sucked. Why well, buy it? <laughs> but anyways, um, all right. So you guys are curious. Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss have Facebook profiles that are certified, and both of their posts at the top. Is the same thing. They love twinning. Um, that is like some sly shit talk right there, and that makes me want them on my show even more. That like they have profiles on Facebook, knowing that old dude pretty much stole the formula for it and just ran wild with it, and. They're going to have so much crypto, and crypto is going to be worth so much, most likely, hashtag not investment advice, that they're going to be worth more than Zuckerberg. That is like, that's, that's levels. There's levels to that shit right there. They're probably already worth more than Zuckerberg as a, as a, as a unit of dudes. Two dudes put together all their money if they're twinning that hard. They have their money um, secured all around the country, right? Mm-hmm. Like their private key is split amongst like a few different banks. Yep. Or people, I don't know. Anyways, um, let's. Should we go to Thursday, and then? Yeah, oh, we are on Thursday, so I just have two more articles to read off of Thursday, and then we can um, dissect them a little bit, and then we can move on. Okay. All right, so the last two articles, one is Zappo. Zappo estimated to be housing 6.25% of total BTC supply. That's a lot. Um, says Zappo, a Hong Kong-based company providing Bitcoin wallet, cold storage, and Bitcoin-based debit card services. Zappo claims that BTC deposited with the company are held in underground vaults across five continents. So approximately 1 million BTC is estimated to be held by Zappo. Wow. They have way too much Bitcoin. No, they don't have too much. I meant that like like very like I don't even know what to think about that, man. Could you imagine having that much damn Bitcoin? Like how did that happen? Did they mine it and just keep it or No, so so a lot of people, a lot of um VCs, um, they bought Bitcoin and they're storing it with Zappo. So it wouldn't uh... surprise yeah, yeah. So a lot of people who invested like hundreds of millions of dollars of their own money, they are trusting Zappo to hold it. So that's not that's not a bunch of different customers. That's like most of that money is probably like the top one percent. That's a lot of trust right there that I'd put in one company instead of learning that shit on my own and securing it on my own. Just saying. But different strokes for different folks. Whatever floats your boat or finds your lost remote. That's what I say. <laughs> I've never heard of that. It's an Andre uh. 3000 lyric from Outcast. <laughs> All right, next article. Next article. All right, news. last one. 
Last one. Launching an ICO token on Ethereum in less than 30 minutes. Written by Jamie Redmond with 2,071 views. Mm -hmm. um, and it just goes on to say in the article, the poster nut, the ERC-20 token created in less than 30 minutes. So it says over the past few years since the launch of the Ethereum network and all and other blockchains that create tokens, initial coin offerings have been all the rage as all of these token projects have raised billions of dollars in Ether, Bitcoin, and other cryptocurrencies. A majority of the ICOs today are ERC-20 tokens created by the Ethereum virtual machine with no more than a few hundred lines of code. Unfortunately, there's a big misconception that a bunch of nerdy geniuses created these blockchain-based tokens. And we're going to show you how easy it is to create an ERC-20 token in less than 30 minutes minutes and then the article if you care to look it'll probably be it won't be listed specifically in the show notes but it'll be listed in the database um for thursday um and you can look up the title launching an ico token on ethereum in less than 30 minutes and i believe yeah it goes step by step exactly how you would do that that's pretty awesome hmm that's actually really cool I'm going to be doing that after this. I'm going to make the broke coin. Broke, <laughs> broke, broke, broken. You know that the broken coin or the broke coin, either one that you choose to use, could garnish value from this community because of its ironic name. I like it. What's each unit called? A bro. Hmm. You have, you have, you have, um, uh, it'll be 10, 10 million bros to one broken. 10 million bros is one broken. So you took Satoshi, multiplied it by a hundred. So 10 million <laughs> instead of 10. No, you're right. You're right. 10 it's... million bros is a broken. <laughs> That's a whole lot of bros right there. That is a lot of bros. Yeah. Good, good luck with that one. You want to proof of stake, proof of script, proof of... I think, proof I think of... I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to do proof of stake. And then I'm going to... I'm going to launch a non-fungible token that is paired one-to-one -one with each broke... with each broken token. And mm. it'll be pictures of bros. I think that's how we can do it. What does the uh, what's the roadmap look like in your white paper? Okay, we should stop. There's a lot of people <laughs> that are, there's a lot of people that are doing like earnest projects that we should shit on because they're doing earnest projects, so we shouldn't shouldn't be so ironic in their efforts. So, hey guys, this was a long one. Sorry. <laughs> sorry not sorry yeah like i hope that your commute to work was great i hope that you can finish listening this uh, in your office um we uh don't try to make these long but i mean that hell crypto conversations can go wild and when you're reading these headlines that are so bombastic uh not bombastic but um what's the word i'm looking for here where it's like theatrical but like written down not romanticized, not bombastic. It's like, um, come on, man, help me out here. I, not I got nothing for you. What? Not por well. Pornographic doesn't necessarily mean you know. It means like uh, 
I don't know, like vulgarity, I think, at the root. So, what's the word I'm looking for? Not theatrical. I can't help you. I really can't you, help you, you on this help. one. We're going to get there. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip, and it's coming around the left side of my tongue. Uh, it's like, it's, it's like uh, sensationalist. There you go. Uh, okay. Whew. Even though some headlines can be sensationalist. Man, I felt the audience with me. I felt you guys power like Goku. Like Goku charging a I spirit did. bomb. Like a spirit bomb. I was like, I felt you guys like <laughs> sensationalist, sensationalist. Just whispering it to me. Um, yeah, so even though some articles seem sensationalist, you can always find some strand of information to search down and, and, and see what's really going on. So one, if 15 articles isn't enough for you, or sorry, three times six. If 18 articles is enough for you, no, it's 15. <laughs> That's 15. We read off 15. Yeah, we the weekend, Saturday and, Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, yeah. If 15 articles isn't enough for you, uh, look at the database. You'll see tons and tons of them. Uh, I'm going to add more feeds to that as um, you guys deem you want to hear different variety of news than just headlines. It's like, we read a blog today about Mr. Bean. So, um, as always, you know, community is what we do. And if you guys want to chime in and tell us about the show, uh, if you want to tweet the shit at a Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss until they come on our show, we'd love that. Um, other than that, read the blog at medium.com, catch the flagship show, and Reese's show, um, and Evan's show, and DJ NES's show, and JJ's show, and hopefully many more, and Corey Collins' show, and hopefully many more shows that we can provide as much content to you guys as possible. So... Um, that's it, man. We need a we need a closeout tagline. What you got? Um, I got nothing. And he's got nothing. Cause I'm broke. <laughs> so terrible. So bad. <laughs>
Jesse and I just want to thank you for tuning in to Just the Header. It's our headline news show. There's so much happening in crypto that we would only imagine that you miss out on a lot, as do we. We try to keep up for you guys, but it's a lot. So if you have any news tips you want us to know, join the Slack, hit us up, and we'll try our best to fit it into the headline news show, Just the Header. Remember, send in the news, just the tips.